From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, April 22nd. The county commission has finalized regulations on ATV-related businesses and updated their noise pollution ordinance. In a series of recent meetings related to these issues, some commissioners expressed disappointment that policies might not go far enough to curb the noise problem in the valley. However, all ordinances eventually passed unanimously. County Attorney Christina Sloan took time during Tuesday's meeting to outline the tricky balance between what community members are asking for and what solutions are legally available to the county. Under long-standing legal principles, the county cannot do indirectly via regulation what we can't do directly under statute. So what does that mean? Essentially, the county can't simply regulate ATVs off the streets. State law allows them on the roads in Moab City and Grand County as long as they meet certain street legal requirements. We are constrained because of law and politics. According to Sloan, that means the county cannot institute an ATV permit system, designate residential routes for ATVs, require the public trailer their vehicles, or notably set a noise limitation that ATVs be as quiet as a passenger car, a standard that many current manufacturers would not be able to meet. So where does that leave us? It leaves us unable to respond to the majority of citizen comments. However, Sloan said the commission can set, quote, reasonable DBA levels that are consistent with federal regulations and then enforce them. So what did commissioners decide was reasonable? While ATVs are now subject to a limit of 92 decibels as measured by a stationary test, the commission scrapped a provision recommended by the Planning Commission, which would have decreased the decibel levels for ATVs year after year. However, they do have plans to revisit the noise ordinance to see if it's actually working. Commissioner Kevin Walker expressed the most doubts that setting the decibel limit at 92 with a stationary test would actually do much to curb noise. You know, these initial levels, which are, you know, defensible politically, you know, there's no guarantee that this is going to make our streets quieter. We'll we'll just have to evaluate. And I guess I'm hopeful that this data that we're collecting in the future, some of the data will be are vehicles that pass these tests, are they quiet enough or are they still accessibly loud? And if they are accessibly loud, then I think we should consider the next time we revise the ordinance, dropping some of these DB levels. In addition to their noise pollution ordinance, the commission also set new regulations on ATV-related businesses in the county. They include a cap on ATV fleets, no more than 18 street-legal ATVs, and fleets that are only available for rent, meaning customers can lease and drive them independently of a guided tour, are capped in place. Businesses can add machines only if they are electric or can measure 88 decibels or less using a stationary test. The county has also capped ATV business licenses at seven, three for ATV rental businesses and four for ATV guiding businesses. Guided tours are limited to six ATVs in a caravan, including the guide, And regardless of whether they're renting or guiding, each ATV business must install a sticker and whip flag, clearly identifying that business on the side of their vehicles. All of these regulations on businesses and noise pollution have the county commissioners and staff discussing data collection and enforcement. According to Attorney Sloan, the county not only needs a code compliance officer, but 
We actually need an investigator, a deputized investigator that works alongside that person to actually do the investigations because we also have law enforcement that are maxed out and having staffing issues, which is no no new thing. It's going to continue to be that way. It's a big, big deal. Sloan says law enforcement will first focus on warnings this year, only issuing citations to the most, quote, egregious violators. The county also plans to hold some voluntary noise testing events for locals and visitors at Sand Flats Recreation Area beginning next month. Find the noise pollution ordinance and ATV business regulations in the show notes of today's news on our website or podcast. Grand County's COVID-19 case rate is the highest in the state right now, according to Southeast Utah Health Officer Braden Bradford, although it's difficult to pin down exactly why Grand's numbers have remained steady while other counties are dropping off. Bradford said there may be some correlation with the spring tourism season. Where, where most of the rest of the state um, started to drop off, Moab's kind of big spring season opened up. Those two things happened simultaneously, and Grand County then subsequently never dropped off those numbers. So the hypothesis is, you know, there are people coming into town and being in businesses and transmission in in that situation. Grand County's population is nearing 60% vaccinated. Although that's a positive trend, Bradford says there's still, quote, a solid number of people who are not vaccinated. And the health department is seeing COVID-19 cases among that population. As far as we can tell from the interviews that have been done, any of those cases in the past two months, which is, I believe, 147 cases, none of them have received a vaccine. The Southeast Utah Health Department has transitioned to appointments and walk-in clinics for the Moderna vaccine, which is open to anyone 18 years and older. 16- and 17-year-olds were able to get the Pfizer vaccine today at a special clinic at the high school. Bradford says that COVID-19 cases have dramatically shifted to the under 40 population, where there's more people who aren't vaccinated yet. But he says the good news is that the cases on average have not been severe. You know, certainly it's no fun to be the highest in Utah right now, but the good news is that the cases we're seeing are not cases of severe disease and no hospitalizations coming from that. And that's been a, a positive trend in Grand County for for almost the whole year. That is kind of the the silver lining. You can find out more about local case rates and vaccinations at seuhealth.com. Reports of a massive die-off of birds last year may be explained in new research. From KBUT Community Radio, Christopher Biddle has more. Last fall, migratory birds across the West died at alarming rates. Some estimates were in the hundreds of thousands in just two months. A new study published in the journal GeoHealth used crowdsourced data on when and where they died and compared it with nearby wildfires. Results showed an obvious correlation based on the proximity to fires and the air quality, but couldn't say the fires were definitely the cause. For KBUT News, I'm Christopher Biddle. That report comes from our partners at KBUT in Crested Butte, Colorado. They say after last season's record-breaking wildfires, the state is forecasting another difficult year for migratory birds in 2021. 
and that's the news for Thursday, April 22nd. And listener, we are still in the midst of Radiothon, so if you haven't had a chance to donate to KZMU News in public affairs, you can do that now at kzmu.org give. You can also call the station and talk to our real live host or DJ at 435-259-5968 and donate to the station at large or any one of your favorite programs. Thanks so much for supporting local voices and community radio. 